0: of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Welcome to Unspoiled, Episode 108, Clash of Kings, Chapter 32, Sansa. In this chapter, Sansa is attacked by one Lannister and saved by another. Welcome to Unspoiled. Unspoiled. How's it going? All right.
2: Listen, I've got pitchforks and I've got torches, and we're gonna go get this cat-killing son of a bitch <laughs> and string him up.
1: I had a feeling that that cat dying was gonna be something that you would be very upset by.
2: I don't care for it. Yeah. Um. So this chapter. I was actually so interest, interestingly interestingly only to me. I was thinking about how I had to reduce my respect for Tyrion because I knew he knew that Joffrey is being an utter sadist to one Sansa Stark and hasn't really done anything about it. So, here comes this chapter and he actually uh does something. How about so that? well played.
1: Yeah, I I wish that he had stepped in before Sansa's dress was ripped off, but, you know.
2: Yeah, so, just our brief summary that we sometimes remember to do. um, Sansa gets summoned before Joffrey. We find out that Rob has won a victory against the um, reserves that were coming up to help uh, old Tywin Lannister. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is pissed about it and so he's going to have his uh crazy kingsguard members uh beat her while she's naked in public. Yeah. Um which they have no problem doing apparently. The yeah. only one who has a problem with it is uh what's his face? The Hound. Sandor. Yeah. Um and then uh Tyrion co- well or in uh, and what's his name? Um the fool.
1: Ser- oh, Sir Dantos. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was gonna call him Davos, but that's the other guy. Um, way to differentiate your names, Mister Martin. Just because you have two of the same middle initials doesn't mean <laughs> that a lot of your characters have to have similar names. Um, he tries to mitigate things by fake beating her with a lemon or a melon. A, a melon,
1: yeah. He tried.
2: Yeah, but that didn't that didn't go. And then a Butirin comes in and is like, "Cut the shit." This yeah. is over. I'm ending this farce.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy Tyrion in this scene. He's like, if he speaks again, kill him. Now that's a threat. See the difference? Yep.
0: It's
1: <laughs> like, Yay. I wish that I wish that he was able to be more of a friend to Sansa without it being a problem. Yeah. He's clearly trying his best to like walk that middle ground where he's still treating her as, you know. A prisoner, in a way, even though he's being very nice about that. Yep. But, he, you know, she obviously doesn't trust him as he's a Lannister. And I feel like he could win her trust if he were to take more of a hand in keeping her away from Joffrey altogether most of the time. Mm-hmm. But he's afraid of pissing joffrey off so well is he i like it's it's a weird thing like i feel like he's okay with stepping in when joffrey really goes off the rails but interfering too much um too constantly i think he likes to pick his battles right well he's
2: not gonna take her side over what he needs to do for his family right he's just not gonna be like well i hope rob wins and has me killed so that you go free right um it does seem he tries to extend a branch like hey, you can stay here, and I'm sure... It kind of seemed like if she had was willing to take kind of what he offered...
1: She might have been safer.
2: Yeah, and she might have gotten more, like, you know, you can stay here even longer, and we'll make sure you have good food, and we'll treat you like a hostage, but the way that it's kind of expected in civilized society, this happens, not this craziness that um, Jaffrey is perpetrating.
1: Yeah, because obviously... Jamie is, you know, a prisoner of Rob's, but, uh, I think if anybody found out that they had been beating Jamie the way that they've been beating Sansa, that it would be a huge issue to their, their honor. And I, it, it's a, I don't think if Ty Wynn were around that he would allow this kind of treatment of Sansa.
2: No. And not cause he's a good guy. Cause he's a no, fucking because evil it's, fucker.
1: But because it's good politics.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of the policy. This way we can trade everyone back and forth and you can get your uncle back or whatever if they right. happen to live. Um,
1: um, but Cersei doesn't seem to get that. She says fear is better than love. Evidently, that's her been her advice to Joffrey, who has taken it very much to heart.
2: Yeah, and also I think... I don't know. I I don't know how much Cersei knows about what's going on with Joffrey. Yeah, it's just def- because
1: Tyrion does threaten to uh, go get his mom, and Joffrey doesn't answer him and looks kind of worried.
2: But at the same time, like it's not like they're doing this like behind closed door. Like they're in the middle. Like there is a bunch of people there, right? Um, even if you figure that the Kingsguard wouldn't tell on him. It's going to get back to her, right? Like, there's no way that she has no idea.
1: Well, maybe he figures that if it gets back to her at any point, hearing it secondhand, it won't be quite the same as seeing it at the time. And she'll just kind of let it go versus what she might have done if she had been there when it happened. Because I feel like hearing things about hearing about things happening is a much different experience than seeing them happen.
2: Sure. Sure. Which is why Renly was right to make Caitlin stay at that battle last chapter, because seeing things is different than hearing about them. Yeah, all right, sure. Um, now, has Tyrion... I don't know this. there was any other option, but I feel like Tyrion has made a choice in his actions at King's Landing where he isn't bringing Joffrey in to what he's doing. He's trying to run everything himself mm-hmm. and doing... But doing smart stuff for the most part, but he's not, um, you know, trying to work with Cersei and Joffrey. No, now you could. I find the argument that they would be impossible to work with pretty plausible. Plausible, but at (laughs) some point, Joffrey is going to have to run things himself, and he's just. It seems like he's just running wild, like no one's telling him what to do.
1: Uh, yeah, I think his um, tactic is just to keep Joffrey as distracted from the actual issues as possible while he takes care of stuff. And I feel like the general hope is that he's going to somehow grow out of this like sadist thing that's he- that's going on. Like people are thinking it's just his rebellious youth, and that he'll calm down. But I don't see why they would believe that to happen. I don't know.
2: I honestly, if I was Tyrion, or if I had to guess. I think he's maybe hoping he dies so that he can like Tom and will take his place. Maybe. Um, because he just seems so unworkable. He's like what? 14, 13 now.
1: 14. I think. Yeah. It was his 14th name day. Um, at the beginning of the book.
2: Oh, all right. So he's the same age as Rob.
1: Rob is 15.
2: Oh, huge difference there. (laughs) Not really. But, um, yeah, they're close in age, but not in behavior, particularly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this guy, this kid's a mess.
1: Um, yeah, his story about them shouting for bread as if he were some sort of baker, and he shuts the guy up by shooting one of his quarrels through his throat. Lovely. Yeah. And also, obviously, the cat.
2: Yeah, because he's just shooting at stuff, apparently, yeah, in the... Um. Yeah, this kid's a real drag. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they say like serial killers, yeah, killers get started as children by um, tormenting animals. Mm-hmm. And it almost seems like they're like. To, like, do that instead of killing people? It's like if you found a serial killer and you're like, here's a box of rabbits, just stay busy. Right. Like, I'm not going to actually keep, I'm not going to stop you from doing anything. I'm just going to give you an outlet for your sickness.
1: No, that's hideous.
2: It is hideous. I'll kill them anyway. But, I mean, it seems like that's what they're doing with Joffrey. They're like, just torment people who aren't going to get in my way for a little while until yeah. I can get back to you.
1: Yeah, I could see that. But... I hate him so much.
2: Yeah, at least he got really um, uh, sort of shown his place in this chapter. Yeah. Unfortunately, his place is still being the king. but um...
1: Unfortunately, he's the type that won't let that go. Like, I don't know what he's going to do. I honestly don't. I don't remember what he does mm-hmm. in Retribution. But uh, he definitely doesn't seem like the type to just let that happen and then leave it. You know? He's got a big... Prideful streak. No, I think he'll just
2: he's gonna next chapter he's gonna learn that uh everything in moderation. He's yeah, he's gonna really uh have a breakthrough spiritually and he's become very uh in touch with himself, learn <sighs> out who, who he really is, mm. and bring kindness and positivity to all he meets.
1: Yeah. So Tyrion offers Sansa to stay in the hand, the Tower of the Hand, but she's wanting to go to the Godswood to see if she can escape. Yep. So she makes up a story about how she can't stand it in there because that's where all of her father's men were killed, which he believes, because evidently. Well, I mean, it's certainly the first plausible. Part was true. <laughs> and um, and she's obviously still continuing to go down there like every night. But nothing's come of it yet, it seems.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think I feel I kind of feel like her best move is still is would be taking Tyrion's offer and just sitting it out. If she can get away from Joffrey, it still sucks being a prisoner, obviously, but I just I think her odds with this guy are so poor that I don't
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's either be safe but be more firmly guarded and or Risk being beaten, but being able to escape sooner, possibly. So, I don't know. I might do what she's doing.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could go either way. I guess it just all depends on how likely you think Dantos, one, actually getting started, and two, actually being successful are. Yeah. I think they're both pretty low, which makes me think I'll stick around, eat some olives, and hope that my brother (laughs) wins the battle while not getting beaten by a fucking sadist.
1: Or is that about it for the actual chapter? Because we have some audience questions I thought we could jump into. Well, I just,
2: I wanted to point out quickly that we got a neat little, we didn't, like we have no one with Rob right now, I don't think, mm-hmm. who has a POV, but we did learn that um, his troops snuck in, untied all the horses, and they sent the wolf out into this thing. And then just the horses went nuts and like won half the battle for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they basically demolished this whole reserve guard which is was pretty great for them yeah
1: and that the uh story that's being passed around is that it was all wargs that went in and ripped everybody to pieces yeah and i like Tyrion's line sorcery is the sauce that men use to cover the flavor of their own incompetence something like that yeah (laughs) that's
2: uh that's true every time i fail at work i'm like witches yep
1: (laughs) that's gotta be my new thing that i do it was wargs Wargs didn't order the coffee that we needed, that we ran out of.
2: They killed our supply uh, <laughs> provider. He's eaten by a warg. Um, all right.
1: So I'm going to look up the questions from the audience. What you got? All right. So we have a couple. I find this hilarious. A question from ELOC. Um He says, well, I have a dumb question for Brendan. Mary, fuck, kill a homeopath, a psychic, and a ghost hunter.
2: Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, that's exciting. Um I like this a lot. Oh man.
1: <laughs> you like fuck all of them and then kill all of them.
2: <laughs> um I go All right. <laughs> kill the psychic okay just so you can say now talk to the dead
1: <laughs> ooh. um burn
2: i say ooh. i was gonna say fuck the ghost hunter because they're adventurous but being a ghost hunter just going into a dark house and going ah i'm scared of absolutely nothing that's happening so um maybe not uh go with the homeopath because they probably have a lot of like weird um liquids and oils you can just kind of throw around that might be fun
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna marry the ghost hunter yeah okay i think
2: so because uh, you know what it's it's basically camping uh it seems super boring but um i would never be scared okay. and at least they're not uh uh telling people that their relatives are talking to them or you know fake curing them of shit
1: Alright, so then similar, Mary fuck, kill, but this time with Littlefinger, Varys, and Pycelle.
2: Huh. Alright, Mary Littlefinger. He's okay. got money. He knows what to do. Okay. He's very uh, financially adept. I am not. I think he could pay the bills. <laughs> I could use that in my life. Um, kill Pycelle. Okay. Because he's old and he's going to die soon anyway. And then, um, yeah, I guess me and Varys are getting down. He's but got Varys b- has
1: been castrated. I don't even know if he can.
2: Oh, he can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. You know, just there's certain things he can't do.
1: All right, fair enough.
2: Uh, this might go to any no secrets. So maybe he could have some good <laughs> whispers.
1: <laughs> well, that is... That's a oh, you're going to be image. the master
2: of screams after this one, buddy.
1: Um, all right. And then, uh, Usurpation has asked, who do you think has the worst sounding name in the books?
2: Uh, Ellen Payne, I think.
1: That's pretty bad.
2: I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but it does sound like pretty ridiculous. When
1: you, Especially, like reading it, I didn't realize, but when you said it out loud the first time, I was like, oh God, what, what is this?
2: Um... I'm trying to think if anyone else has a really dumb sounding name. You got anyone?
1: I can't think of anybody in specific at the moment. Um Dundarian. Yeah, I like Dundarian. Derek <laughs> huh? Dundarian.
2: Uh any of the Doth Rocky have some weird names? Cal mm. Drogo's pretty stupid if you ask me.
1: <laughs> um yeah, I can't think of anybody whose name that I really hate. Not right now, anyway.
2: Uh, you know what? Honestly, I never liked Viserys that much. Viscerus? Viserys. It All sounds right. too much like Viscera. It makes me think of intestines.
1: You know what? I don't like uh, Lord Commander Mormont's first name, Jor.
2: Is it J-Or? Yeah,
1: it's really strange. I that really don't crazy. like that name.
2: Oh, you know whose name sucks? What was that Lord Commander Slint? Janos Slint?
1: Janos Slint, yeah. That was a little
2: too Dickensian for my taste.
1: (laughs) All right, fair enough. Um, Okay, and his second question, which is uh, something that's occurred to me also. As you may know, the history of Westeros has been around for a really long time, but for some reason it seems that their technology has never increased. Taking real life into account, why do you think this is?
2: This this sounds like a... uh essay question um, do you want to go first or you want me to go first
1: uh i don't really have an answer oh no so if you want to go first sure
2: well my i have uh two theories um yeah two concepts all right so one uh if you look at our actual history um the rate of technological improvement uh, has massively accelerated uh in the past couple hundred years but before that due to lack of um people knowing how to read uh the inability to to mass produce information you couldn't print books Mm -hmm. you couldn't um like convey scientific information to large numbers of people it Mm -hmm. just was very tough to do so technological advancement was slow anyway not to mention you didn't have the scientific method so everything was kind of like empirical and you you tried it as, as well as you could obviously there were times like uh in the classical age where things were created very quickly and they got to a certain point and then it, you kind of have the- the medieval period, which is what this was kind of modeled on was like that whole fallback where nothing not nothing new but technology kind of took a step backwards and arts and literature and then you had the Renaissance and things kind of came back into the forefront okay so I think it historically it makes sense I also suspect that two that the um the weird seasons in Westeros could impede their development. Hmm. If you don't know, um, say, if you can't predict when the seasons are going to be happening, then there might be inventions that you can't like, you could predict, make come up with this, like, harvesting thing that only works in, like, late summer and fall, and you can use it two years out of, like, 20. Mm. Or maybe you can use it 11 years out of 15, like, you know? Right. Because it's unpredictable and makes it hard for people to put value on different things, and they have to spend more time just making sure they have uh, stuff ready for winter. Hmm. I also think the fact that if magic, because we saw, we, it seems like magic's coming back now. Mm-hmm. And if magic comes and leaves, then half the time people can use magic and they don't need to develop technologies to do certain things. Right. And then, but then that goes away, but then it comes back. So everyone's just going to be like relearning the same shit every uh, couple hundred years. Right. That seems like that could really impede development as well.
1: Makes sense. Also,
2: if magic is real, it would be really hard to—it it messes with all the laws of nature, so you might not be able to come up with the idea that certain things are always the same way because they're just not in Westeros.
1: I approve of your message. Oh, thank you. Um, and the last question, Buffy-related. Oh, boy. Once more with feeling or hush?
2: Uh, you go first on
1: this one. I hate musicals. So I am one of the very few that disliked Once More With Feeling, which is like one of the only episodes to win an Emmy. Or it was at least nominated, but I think it won. Um, people just love that episode. And on Mark Watches, which is a blog that I read, he, uh, a lot of the people in the comments are rot-thirteening that they're so excited for him to reach that episode and whatnot. I, once again, love tragedy, and my favorite, favorite episode of Buffy is The Body. And I stand by that. It is like the best episode of television ever written or acted ever, period, as far as I have seen. Um, but if I have to pick between these two, Hush, for sure, because, oh my god, it's so creepy. I loved it. and It was a really good episode.
2: Uh, I go Hush as well. Nice. I don't... I'm not a musical person. I don't have a secret hatred. I thought that episode was okay, but uh you're not going to be creepy floaty monsters with singing. Yeah, no. Not not with me anyway.
1: And like I like once more feeling like the fact that all this stuff comes out that they wouldn't normally talk about, like it's almost like it's not only a demon that's forcing them to sing everything, but a demon that's forcing them to tell the truth, mm-hmm. which I like a lot, but I wish that there had been an episode that was just the truth and not singing at all, because oh. I don't care for that. I just, pe- watching people sing
2: you
3: hate is joy.
1: really, it makes me embarrassed, like I, which is really awful because I love to sing and I used to like go to school for musical theater and you know, was in several musical theater productions until I realized how much I hated it. um The actual act of singing I love, but watching other people do it, I cringe even if they're good at it. I can't watch it. I don't know what it is, so whenever people do it on television or whatever, I'm always just like, Wah. any episode that has singing it, like the one with um with Christian Kane on Angel, where he's like playing guitar and singing. I mean, he's good, but I just couldn't watch it. I was like, oh, brother, fucking stop it, you know? And uh, even people that I normally like to listen to their CDs and stuff, I don't really like to go to
2: concerts and stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't like to watch it.
2: Cover yourself, you heathen.
1: So it's always funny to me when people like shows like, you know, American Idol or uh, The Voice or whatever, because it's just so the opposite of what i want to spend my free time watching especially because half the people on there aren't good yes. so if you if i can't stand watching you when you are good imagine how much worse it is exponentially worse when you're not
2: so the gauntlet has been thrown down for all the singers out there <laughs> natasha dislikes you greatly
1: <laughs> yeah i wonder if it's some sort of like psychological thing where i have like intense self-loathing because i like to sing and i hate watching other people sing hmm. i don't know but uh
2: You've inflicted yourself the punishment of hanging out with me, so I imagine that's probably the case.
1: And it's weird because then there's, like, choral stuff, like Christmas carols and things like that. Oh, not like
2: the Great Barrier Reef?
1: (laughs) No. But watching people sing in, like, a chorus or something, I don't mind. I feel maybe that it's, like, the uh, angsty look that a lot of singers get on their face while they're singing really passionately.
3: Mm Mm-hmm
1: that may, might be what annoys me more than the actual act of singing. Gotcha. I don't, like people who are in a choir or something singing like in a classical way, I don't really mind, but it's, uh, it's usually not expressionless automatons just piping forth. So if you had a singer and <laughs> say
2: like a Victorian era diving yeah. helmet that was miked on the inside you think maybe it works out for you i think that'd
1: be fine yeah okay
2: (laughs) well i think we have a steampunk theme concert in our future
1: uh
2: this could really work out
1: um yeah that was a really long answer but it's something that i find really weird about myself so i always want to talk about it because i'm like does anybody have a theory why do i hate watching people singing so much i don't know
2: hmm So, karaoke this weekend?
1: Wee! See, but I like karaoke! Why?
2: Why? Why do you? I don't know. I feel like you're even more, like, tolerant of people going up there than I am.
1: Mm, I don't know. I might not get annoyed by it, like, outwardly, Mm -hmm. but I am extremely judgmental inwardly. I gotcha. So, it might just be that I'm good at hiding it.
2: I see. It's your real talent show.
1: And honestly, I don't mind karaoke when it's obvious that the person up there is just singing for fun. But when the person is going up and really putting their all into it and doing like a really dramatic song, Mm -hmm. I get the same squickiness that I get watching somebody sing. Are you telling me
2: to stop doing Castle on a Cloud? (laughs) Because I will not.
1: Dude, there was somebody who sang a fucking song from Jekyll one time when I went to karaoke. It was like. I don't remember what it was. It was that one where he's like talking about how now is this is the moment. I think is the one. Oh man, hated it so
2: I, much. I have no idea. I know that's a musical. I know nothing about it.
1: It's the Jekyll and Hyde story.
2: Oh, I knew that part. Yeah, I thought it was about a jackal with a speech impediment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that guy. He and he had a great voice, and yet after, I wanted to beat him to death. I was like, "Fucking shut up! I hate it." You I know, think show you have tunes a lot of anger. Show tunes in general just I think that's why I hate like I went into musical theater because I liked the concept of singing and performing. Mm-hmm. But then as I started to realize how corny almost all songs in musical theater are, there are like two shows that I really like. Um West Side Story and oh wait, that's the only one. I don't know if it is, but I really don't like most musical theater.
2: If I was planning to show you the, my part way done script for game of thrones the musical you're oh saying probably skip that
1: <laughs> can you i it's only a matter of time before that actually happens oh sure absolutely yeah that's that's a thing that will occur in our lifetimes
2: um so next episode we'll be ready we'll have some of our first songs done we're calling it right now <laughs> we own the rights <laughs> we don't but we'll have to change some names around to make sure we don't get sued
1: I bet it's on YouTube already. Somebody's doing it.
2: Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, there's another thing I'm not going to Google.
1: Yeah, right. Um, well, I spent an inordinate amount of time on that question. Inordinate amount of time on that question. Yeah,
2: you are going to be penalized in the points.
1: Sorry, guys. I'm sure you didn't really care.
2: Um, oh, also, Usurpation Blitz mentioned that we didn't remember to do um, predictions last Friday.
1: Oh, right. Do you want to do those now? We only have three episodes after this. Seems silly.
2: Yeah, let's do predictions this Friday. Okay. But we'll bring them back. Predictions returning. <laughs> I made a couple minor ones in the last. I predicted that uh, Renly would beat Stannis. And I predicted that. Uh, I think that's about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, um, on Saturday, I made some calculations. And from Monday's episode, we have eight weeks. Uh, If we do, if you know, if we manage to stick with the five days a week every single week um, until the end of this book, which isn't actually as long as I thought it was. I thought there was quite a quite a bit longer to go. But we uh, guys don't get mad, but we're considering taking a little vacay after the second book just to recharge our batteries Yep,
2: returning in 2014. (laughs) Um, No, we might take a week off and maybe do like a something weird yeah like one episode for one week and then get back into the full festival of literature or we might do the uh,
1: the special paid app for something that we were considering doing who knows who knows who can tell the future i can't a psychic a homie <laughs> the, w- the one that you killed yeah <laughs> <laughs> go speak to dead people now oh it's funny
2: oh i'm glad you think so now <laughs> all right eagle high
1: five <laughs>
2: Thanks for listening to Unspoiled. Come find us at our blog, unspoiledpodcast.blogspot.com. Tweet at Natasha at Unspoiled Show. Join our Facebook page so that you can like and comment on stuff that you like and want to comment on. And leave us a review on iTunes if you subscribe. It makes us happy. And we won't sick wargs on you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next chapter.